Amen. Jesus came to church. Amen. Uh, tell your friends, Jesus goes to New Heart Four Square Church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, he looks good. And he acts like Jesus too, doesn't he? <laughs> but Jesus is bigger and brighter and got all the love that we need. Amen. Let's bow our heads as we pray and receive the word today. Father, thank you for bringing us together on this Resurrection Day to celebrate and rejoice and remember what you did for us and how you rose from the dead so that we can rise too. Help me, Lord, speak your words to your people so that they may be encouraged, strengthened, and able to do all that you have for them to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, you want to hear some good word from the Lord? Amen. I'm excited because, you know, Jesus rose from the dead. It shocked the women at the tomb. They couldn't believe it. It was an astonishment to the disciples. It was a threat to the Romans, but it was dismay to the Pharisees. They said, how could this guy rise from the dead? We, we, we thought we had him. We thought we, he was crucified. He'll never get up again, but he rose from the dead. That was the biggest comeback of ever, wasn't it? Amen. So we're going to find out today three things that the resurrection means to you for the present, from the past, and for the future. And we're going to find out it is the foundation for our faith. It confirms that he is the Son of God, and his resurrection is our justification. That's a big word, justification. Justify. I'm, I'm going to explain it to you, but the simple term is just if I'd never sinned. Oh, I like that. Amen? Just if I'd never sinned. I, people try to remind me of what I did. I, I don't remember that. Even my wife tries to re remind me of things that I did wrong. I go, I don't remember that. Amen? I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. Amen. That was in the past. Praise God. So you remember the story. Mary and Martha and Lazarus were all friends with Jesus. They invited him over to the house. They had good fellowship. She cooked for them, for, and, and they had a, a great time together. But Lazarus got sick, and he died. So Martha said, send for Jesus. Go tell him that Lazarus, whom you love, is sick. She didn't say come. She said he's sick. You know what to do. So let's look at this in John chapter 11. Verse 21 and 25. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, if you only would have been here, my brother would have not died. How many of you say that sometimes? Lord, if you just would have moved. It's too late now. He's dead. He's gone. There's no sense you doing anything. I feel that way sometimes too. Don't you feel that way sometimes? I should have, I should have started my ministry a lot sooner, amen, than I did. I, some of you said, I, I should have been married by now, amen. I, I should have started my career by now. Amen. Well, I want to tell you, uh, my wife, she graduated college when she was 50 years old. That's, that, that's up, up there, isn't it? I didn't start taking over this church until I was over 50 years old. Praise the Lord. We didn't even start our retirement after we were 50, but it's never too late with God. Amen. He can make things happen. So she said, even now, Lord, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give it to you. She didn't even know she was standing next to God right there. Right? She thought, oh, he's a prophet or he's a teacher or whatever. But she didn't realize that I am God. And here's what he said. Martha said to him, I know, oh, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Remember Jesus right here? Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the last day. But Jesus said to her, check it out. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me shall never perish but have everlasting life. Resurrection is more than just an event. 
It is a person. He said, I am the... You need some resurrection power? I'm here. I am the first and the last. I'm going to raise everybody that ever lived in this whole world from generation to generation 4,000 years ago. Don't you think I can raise this guy up four days that's only been in the grave four days? Had you ever thought about that? You know, they say, like, we're going to spread his ashes in the sea. Well, how, how does the Lord bring him back? I don't know. He does it. Praise God. So, Jesus was the resurrection. And he says, I am, I'm the, he says, this doesn't automatically happen. You don't die, then all of a sudden you get resurrected in the last day. Jesus brings us to life. He is the resurrection. And he can bring some things that you have in your life back to life, that are dead back to life. Do you have some body parts that are dead? <laughs> Do you have some finances that stinketh? God, through Jesus, because he lives on the inside of us, can bring them back to life. Amen? And, and sometimes we pray and we pray and we pray. It doesn't seem like anything's happening, but he will make it happen because we can't give up. So you don't have to die to experience resurrection. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. If you have him on the inside of, it, of you, you can speak to situations and cause them to happen. When it doesn't look like it's going to happen, you just speak and God does the work. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Uh, he didn't say, I'll, I'll raise him on the last day. So he came to raise us up. Praise the Lord. He can resurrect your marriage. He can resurrect your children's love for the Lord. Sometimes our, our children's love goes cold. You wonder what's wrong with them. I taught him all these things. Where, 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 are they, where are they going? What are they doing? But he can do all things. So our faith is based on his resurrection. Let's look at it in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 17. Jesus made a lot of claims. He claimed he was the Son of God. He came to forgive our sins, he said. He said he has given us power over sickness and death. He came to heal all of our diseases. These are some pretty, pretty big claims. But when he rose from the dead, that made all that uh, believable. If he didn't rise from the dead, the Bible says our faith would be in vain and our preaching would be in vain. People would say, ah, oh, go ahead. You know, I, I don't believe you. Jesus said he was going to rise, but he never did. You know, Houdini, great escape artist, said, I'm going to trick uh, death and I'm going to come back. But he never did. Jesus only took him three days. Now, this happened over 2,000 years ago. Some people deny it, but there's evidence to prove that he did. What is the evidence? The empty tomb, the many eyewitnesses, the prophecy in the Old Testament, the proclamations that he made, and the New Testament when he said, I will rise again. Now, the Pharisees and Sadducees said, we know you're a good teacher. Uh, you know, we know that you possibly were sent from God, but we need a sign from heaven. They wanted fire to come down or the heavens to open and God to speak. But he said, look at what Jesus said in Matthew 16, verse 4. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. You know, Jesus sometimes didn't mince any words, did he? Y'all wicked. <laughs> that, that wouldn't go good if I said that, would it? No. An adulterous generation that seek after a sign. And no sign shall be given to you except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And then he left him and departed. He said, that's, that's it for you guys. What was he saying? He said, when I come back from the dead, that's going to be your sign. Jesus is saying that your sign that I am the Son of God, is that I'm going to rise from the dead. I'm not just a carpenter. I'm not just a good teacher. I'm not just a prophet. Because good teachers don't walk on water. <laughs> Come on, talk to me. Good teachers don't heal the sick. 
Good teachers don't raise the dead, right? He was more than a good teacher. So the fact that he came back from life confirms that he is the Son of God. Now, I like this picture that I want to show here about Jesus coming out of the tomb. I, you know why I like that? Because it reminds me of when I was playing baseball, and we would suit up in the clubhouse. And then we would come out, and we'd come out ready, ready for action, ready to play the game, right? Jesus is ready to come out and play the game, amen? <laughs> He's ready to show his power, show his might, show his strength. I'm back. Here I am, amen? And he's back in your life. He's ready to do things. He doesn't want you just to be, you know, trampled on. He said, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. So he said, we have the foundation. It's the foundation for our faith. It confirms that he is the son of God. And his resurrection is our justification, just if I never sinned. Some of you don't know that word in, the, in theology, but let me break it down just as if I never sinned. Now, the biblical definition of it is declaring men free from guilt and acceptance from God. But it also means forget about it. Forget about it. I mean, a lot of times we, we think, oh, you know, God's judging us because we did this and that in the past. But God said, I, I have forgotten it. it. It's not in my remembrance. Look at this in Romans 4 and 25. Who was betrayed and put to death because of our misdeeds and was raised to secure our justification or acquittal, absolving us from guilt and shame before God. Praise the Lord. So what's that mean is it's in, in criminal court, you can be acquitted, you can be pardoned, you can, be, you can purge your record, but it never goes away. It always stays. There's a notification there. He was arrested and accused of this, but he was acquitted. But Jesus broke all the laws that we ever have, that we ever could make, because he wiped it completely slate clean. Never happened. So one minister, he was getting ready to speak to a big crowd, like this crowd right here, and uh, he had just sinned. And in the morning, and he told the Lord, I can't go into there and speak because I'm, I'm a hypocrite, because you know what I did in the morning, and, and so I can't come and preach the good news of the gospel, and the Lord said to him, what sin are you talking about? He goes, you know the sin I did this morning. He never said what it was, but he said that sin, and God said, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't, I don't recall a sin that you did, you committed. That's good news for us, isn't it? Amen. When people try to remind you of what you've done, you say, I, that wasn't me. Sometimes I look at myself or look at my past, and I go like, what was I thinking? Why would I do such a crazy thing like that? I would never do that now. Your slate is wiped clean, amen? So it doesn't matter what you did six days, six months, or six years ago. It is forgiven, forgotten. Thank God for that, isn't it? That we don't have to uh, be reminded of these things. Now, I used to be an insurance adjuster for Farmers Insurance, and uh, they would bring in cars sometimes that were total losses, totally demolished. I mean, there's no hope for them. And they bring them in. And uh, I said, well, it's going to cost too much to fix this. And they said, well, we want to buy it back and fix it ourselves. I go, that's fine. You can do that. But there's going to be a little notation on the title, salvage car. And that stays with them forever. If you try to sell it, it's there. Try to insure it, it's there. What does that mean? That means it was fixed up a little bit, maybe not perfectly. You know, there's a lot of things that had happened, you know, some accidents. Maybe a bumper fell off. Maybe there's some... Uh, engine trouble. They tried to fix it the best they could. It was uh, reshaped or re, uh, what do they call that? Uh, upgraded, 
rebuilt, revitalized, but it's not new. But God says, when I took you and I grabbed you, I created a new creature on the inside of you. Behold, all things are new. You're a new creature. You're not rebuilt. You're not a salvage item. You're not something that, like, we, we tried to make over and, and patch it up and put some Band-Aids on it. No, oh, I'm created a whole new. We're not the same people that we were a while back, are we? No. People say, well, weren't you married three times? Uh, no. <laughs> that was before Christ, okay? Now I'm a new creature in Christ. Praise God. Okay, but in 1 Corinthians 6 and 11, Paul is accusing these people. He says, you know what? Before you were led astray, you were whoremongers, you were idolaters, you were adulterers, you were effeminate, you were sodomites, you were thieves, you were covetous and drunkards and revilers and extortioners, but <laughs> you were washed. You were sanctified. You were declared righteous in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of God. It was an expensive price to pay. Jesus paid the price for us. Amen? And so we are new creatures in Christ. And 2 Corinthians 11.2 are like this. So he says, But I have presented you a chaste virgin to Christ. What? Everything that I had done before now doesn't count? You're a clean slate person? just washed by the blood of the Lamb. This is a powerful message for you who are here today, and you have things that you're not proud of, things that, you, that haunt you or try to, you know, you know, affect your prayer life to the Lord. You think, oh, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. You might have done something last week or even this morning. You say, Lord, uh, I, I, I'm so sorry that I did this, but I need your help in this situation. And you know what Lazarus really means? It means God is my helper. We need God to help us in our situations, no matter what we've been through or what we've faced. But he's wiped uh, uh, us clean. And so if I ever sin, which maybe once in a while I do, um, <laughs> and I feel bad about it, and I say, well, the Bible says that he's forgotten about it, he's forgiven me about it. So why would I hang on to it? Why would I continually say, Lord, I'm so sorry, I messed up? I know that if I forgive him, if I've asked for forgiveness, I've got it whether I feel like it or not. His word is true. And you can say, I am forgiven. It's been forgotten. Let's move on. The Bible says that any man that sets his hand to the plow and looks back is not worth, uh, worthy of the kingdom of God. Why are you looking back at things and we need to go straight ahead? In fact, in Italy, when they buy a new car, some of you haven't been there, but uh, Italians are kind of like crazy drivers. I don't know if you knew that, you know. They got the Maserati, they got the Lamborghini, you got all these cars. And, and so when they get a new car, they rip off the rearview mirror. Why? They say, well, what's behind me is behind me. I'm moving straight ahead. I'm not letting anybody pass me. I'm going to continue to go in the direction God has called me to go. Amen? So, so you're conscious. Uh, you can't let your conscience. Your conscience will try to drag you down. The devil will try to drag you down. The devil will say, well, you're not going to make it. Uh, anymore, or you, you're not good enough, you're not, you're not strong enough, you're not talented enough. But if you, if, if you listen to that, you know, it, that's not God talking. That, that has to be the devil talking to me, amen? So uh, I, I was going to say that uh, Lazarus means God is my helper. So I want to relate a couple stories that we've had this week, because I, 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 I do my messages, amen, before I get here. And so uh, Marianne, she went to the doctors a while back, a couple of weeks ago, and they took her blood pressure, and they said, oh, lady, 
It's too high. You, you need to do something. You need some change, or you're going to be in the hospital. Well, that was a wake-up call for her, so she, she had to change her diet, start exercising more. And uh, so her blood pressure was going down more and more and more. But then there came the day when she had to go back to the doctor two weeks later, and they were going to check her. And if she didn't, uh, you know, perform or do what she's supposed to do in the hospital, well, she didn't like that idea. So on the very day that she had to go in, she said, let's pray that the Lord will lower my blood pressure so I can get past this test. I go, okay, we could do that. I've prayed for people before, and they, they, their blood pressure went down. So we prayed in the morning. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I don't know if this is going to work or not. <laughs> but she was believing. So I said, according to your faith, let it be done unto you, right? So she went in there, a couple of tests, and it was too high. Then the, 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 the lady said, and I didn't know this, if you're over 60, you can take your blood pressure standing up. And I guess that's easier to have the blood flow through you. So she took it. And it was the best that she's ever taken it in all the years that she's been taking it. And I, I said, how did that happen? She goes, it was the grace of God. But then when she came home, guess what? The, temperature went, the blood pressure went up again. So God got her through, amen? But she still has to do what she has to do to continue. So in my own life, okay, we, had, uh, we, we reglazed our bathroom. Uh, tub, and all of a sudden, the bathtub started leaking. Yeah, I know. Leaking from the... T <laughs> My sentiments, exactly. <laughs> leaking from the top of the floor, the top bathroom, all the way down to the bottom floor. And I said, oh, my Lord, what are we going to do? And, you know, God always knows ahead of time what you need before you need it. We had just changed insurances, so I could go either way. I could go the past insurance or the new insurance. And so I was talking to my son, and he said, well, you have to be careful, Dad. You don't want to have insurance fraud. I go, oh, no, no, I don't want insurance fraud. God forbid <laughs> that I would do that. Amen. I might slant the, the, the truth or the, the wording a little bit to make sure we get covered. But, you know, thank the Lord. What happened was I cried out the same way my wife did. God help, God help, God help me. Because I thought the first insurance wouldn't cover it. Because I called up and the, the, the lady that was there said, oh, no, it's not covered. I go, oh, no, now i got to go to the second insurance company. And that's going to be a little, you know, change of words, sort of. And uh, so then they called me up and they said, well, do you want to renew your old insurance? I go, well, I don't know. And she said, well, it covers about this, 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 and plumbing. I went, and plumbing? Did you say and plumbing? She said, yes, and plumbing. I go, bring him on down. I'm claiming it. Okay, let's bring him in. So he came in. It was fixed. But just like my wife, after it got fixed, a couple of days later, it was leaking again. So my wife goes, there goes your testimony. <laughs> but I told her, listen, darling. <laughs> Sometimes that's the way life is, isn't it? You don't get the complete healing. You don't get the complete deliverance. You just got to keep believing. So he's coming out on Tuesday, and I got a couple ideas. Maybe we can fix this thing. But God, you got to keep hope alive. Amen? Keep believing that when God has, has delivered you, he'll, he'll, he'll finish it through. So we are heavenly minded because we know we're going to end up in heaven one day. And, and that helps us fight the battles that we're facing now. Amen? They say, if you're heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. But I don't agree with that. I say, if you're heavenly minded, you know that what we're going through is just temporary. 
It's just something that we have to go through. But when it's all over, we're going to be gone. Hello. Amen. Wash your hands of the whole thing. Say, I did my best. Now let me rest. And I, <laughs> I, when I worked for Farmers Insurance, we had some tough cases, right? And I was so happy when I was going to be leaving because I just threw them on my supervisor's desk. I go, I did the best I could. Have fun with these. <laughs> and I left, and I never saw them again. Well, when we pack up and when we go to heaven, it's going to be like, okay, Lord, I, I, I know I did all that I could. Here's my reward, and I'm not looking back. Amen? Hopefully everything's going to work out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here's the thing that we can look forward to. All right? When we, when we, when we finally go to heaven, we don't go in this body. We don't go in this corruptible body this thing that doesn't work all the time, this thing that you've got to talk to to get it up, amen. They said, you know you're getting old when it takes three tries to get off the couch. <laughs> you know, when I'm laying on the floor and I get up, my son looks at me like, are you okay, Dad? You know, <laughs> like, do you need a cane or something to get <laughs> I'll be all right, son. It's okay. I just have to get near the coffee table so I can push myself off. But the Bible says the body is sown in corruption, but it's raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor, but it's raised in honor. It is sown in weakness, but it'll be raised in power. It is sown a natural body, but it's going to be returning in a spiritual body. In other words, you're going to have an awesome body, amen? You know, no more aching parts, no more watching your diet, no more worrying about what you're going to eat. Not worrying about if your hair is in place or even if you have any hair. Praise the Lord. God is going to restore us. We're going to look good, feel good, and praise his holy name. Amen? <laughs> so we don't take anything with us except our love for the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, let's see if I've left anything out. I think we're good. I, think, I wanted to encourage you today to know that the resurrection is not an event that's going to happen in the future. It's something that happens right now, today. If you receive his resurrection power, you can have life and that more abundantly. So let's bow our heads as we pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together to realize and know that Jesus is our resurrection and our life. It's not for a future event, although it will happen, but it's also right now that he gives us power and authority over all sicknesses, all diseases, all situations that we're facing, that he's the almighty God, the giver of life. So we receive your life. We receive your power and your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, before we dismiss, I just want to do an altar call for those of you that have not accepted the Lord ever in your life. You never said, Lord, come into my heart, be Lord of my life, guide and direct me so that you can have heaven. Amen. I always ask people, if you die today, would you know you're going to heaven? They say, well, I, I hope so. But you've got to know more than hope so, don't you? This is eternity we're talking about. This is not like Russian roulette to see, well, maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't. No, you can know for sure that Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid the price for your sins. And by just a simple act of faith, by allowing him to come into your heart, you can have eternal life. So if you, everyone would bow your heads, close your eyes, and let's pray. And I'm going to see if anybody with a show of hands would say, I need to know the Lord. I need to know that I have a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, to be able to 
see the Lord and all my relatives and all my friends in heaven in a glorious life. So if that's you, just raise your hands. We're going to pray for you in your seat. I see that hand. Praise the Lord. Amen. I see those hands. Three, four hands. That's great. Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down right now. Let's all pray together. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins, to come into my heart, be Lord of my life, and guide me all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You know what? All heaven is rejoices. Angels are jumping up and down. Amen. Wait, one more thing. One more thing. One more, one more, one more invitation. My <laughs> Ron's excited. All right. Amen. I'm excited. I just want to take a moment and just say, those that prayed that prayer, just receive the, the love of God come on the inside of you. Amen. Receive his power. You're, you're new creatures in Christ now. Your old things have passed away. What you used to do, you won't have a taste for it anymore. Amen. You're, you're looking towards the goodness and the love of God. Amen. Now, some of you are here. Maybe you said, you know, I, I, I accepted the Lord before, but it doesn't seem like I'm living for him right now. It seems like I've kind of uh, swayed off, and I need to get myself firmly footed. If you want that prayer for you, just raise your hand, and we're going to pray for you. Let that same power of the Lord, his resurrection power, come upon you. I see those hands. Amen. Raise your hand big, strong. Let, let, there, I see that hand. Amen. I see those hands. Praise God. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, Thank you for Jesus. He loves me, even when I make mistakes, even when I've gone away from him. He's, he hasn't gone away from me. So I ask you to come into my heart, guide and direct me by your spirit, and I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.